All right, well, welcome everyone to another episode of Rosedale's follow-up chapel podcast. My name's Erica, and I'm here with two wonderful ladies this, uh, this morning. Uh, Justenia is a student here in her first year, is that correct? Yes. And where are you from? Do you want to kind of just give us a little background about yourself? Yeah, I am from Reading, Pennsylvania, born and raised in the inner city there, and um, I am Puerto Rican and white, but... I am most importantly a child of God. Amen. 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 And I, yeah, I'm just a a girl trying to live for the Lord. Um, I was raised by one mom and then continued on with my life. I was the youngest of six and... um, and you spent some time overseas, yeah. is that right? Kenya? Oh, yeah, hey. I did. I well, Actually, when I was, a, I was a junior in high school, and we went to Guatemala, so that was fun. That was, like, cool. the first time I actually ever traveled, and that was such a really good experience. And then about two years after I graduated high school, which would have been 2018, in January, it was the first time I went to Kenya, and then I ended up staying there on and off for Bible school and then um, to be a missionary for about two and a half years, so learned some Swahili over there. Cool. Um, yeah. So you've got some mission experience on under your belt there, so you could say. So yeah, yeah and we're here with Anne Graber Hirschberger, and you're just want to give us a quick. I know you've done a lot in your life, so just highlight a few things that you've done in the past. That was a very kind way to say you're older. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, I'm I'm Ohioan, but uh, haven't spent uh, after 18 years. I went off to college in Virginia, Eastern Mennonite University, and then went into uh, voluntary service with uh, Rosedale, uh, R R B, R M M. Then now it's R R I, uh, to Nicaragua, and. Um, um, was there for a number of years and met my husband, Jim Hirschberger, there. Then we later went back with Mennonite Central Committee for a number of years. So all together, we've lived in Central America about 10 years. We've been back in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia for uh, quite a number of years where I worked for, taught uh, nursing at Eastern Mennonite University. We have three children Six grandchildren, one just born two days ago. Aww. That's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. That is so and uh, also, I'm working now. I've I've quote retired from teaching, um, and and have wor- started working with Mennonite Central Committee, which is a relief and development arm of the uh, Anabaptist Mennonite churches in the United States and Canada. And we do on behalf of the church. We're part of the uh, an arm of the church to do relief, development, and peace work around the world. Very cool. So MCC is kind of where you've landed most recently, and that's a kind of a yes. Front. Yeah. So, so what like what's your job day to day look like or involvement hmm. with that look like? Or maybe. Uh, well, now in COVID, of course, lots of lots of meetings, and we use uh, something called Zoom. So, hmm. I wonder what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I think you probably all do. <laughs> um, uh, my job is, is as executive director is to manage the, the management team, to, to work with the management team, so the people that carry out the work. Um, and, and then I work with, so that's at the national level, and we interact with the regional levels as well. There are offices in each of the four regions, but there's another counterpart in Canada. So there are provincial offices as well as a national. Together, MCC Canada, MCC US then work in the countries overseas. We're in 50 countries internationally with about 1,100 workers wow. uh, who are, some are from North America, 
and many are from different countries around the world. Mm-hmm. And the places you're sending people to, are you targeting so like disaster areas or is it just kind of wherever or the the way we work is when we have a, a request or a when we have a um, long-term relationship with our partners we we do not do program ourselves we work through other partner groups local groups so there might be a, a group of local churches who are wanting to work in agriculture uh, improving agriculture or or working with women who have uh, who have been abused or uh, who don't have access to to daily daily food for their children or health care or where there is a disaster we do work in disasters but we try to work through the local agencies there so um, relief kinds of things but also try to keep working at development and 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 strengthening the churches in those areas mm-hmm. very cool thank you for giving us that update. Um, so this morning you shared in chapel and you kind of shared a little bit of your journey pieces here and there. Um, you just talked, I mean, the thing that I highlighted is the idea that we're all called to a vocation, our vocation is a calling and kind of the interlapping mm-hmm. of that there. Do you want to just kind of mm-hmm. give a quick recap of some of that mindset? Sure. I would see, you know, we're, we are all called to the vocation of our vocation is giving ourselves to God. So we're children, you know, first of all, our identity is as a child of God. We're loved and and created by God. And you have to start there or you can't serve appropriately. You end up serving out of your own self or out of some other need. So my vocation is to keep my identity as a as a child of God and then seek seek God's kingdom and be able to then work at God's ministry of reconciliation, as we as we read about in Second Corinthians five, ministry of reconciliation. We're ambassadors of reconciliation. So I see all of my life as as being working toward reconciliation. Mm-hmm. That's very well put. I like the the concept of just like we're like don't always be pushing for like when I finally get to my vocation, right? I, and that right. kind of goes hand in hand there right. too. Of just like, hey, you're a child of God, and that's what you're doing. Yeah. And, and if that. you're a student right now, then that is that is that is where you're called to be. And you, there's things. You know, part of that is learning, but part of that is being a member of that community. I had a student lean over when you said that during chapel and said, "I wonder, like, what advice would she give to like, how does a student live a vocation now, or how ah, how yes. do you do that true, like, well in your mind, or some points for that?" I think being curious and. First of all, being curious to sort of like, what is God saying to me now? Being alert to that, um, paying attention to the gifts that are emerging, and even in classes, like what interests you? What what are you good at? Uh, then follow that and go a little deeper. And that's that's your vocation now is to be following, uh, seeking God's 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 uh, how how you can be prepared beyond being a student but also serving those around you Mm -hmm. yeah and knowing too that like uh, vocations I think you highlighted this too just they're gonna change and it's like your life's not gonna look the same so like really being in a season a season as a student you're preparing for another change yeah Yeah. that's gonna come up yeah which makes a lot of sense um what like as you hit different transitions of your career were there certain things that like you learned about like how do I handle this well or what how should I process or how do I overlap my experiences? Um, yeah, like what advice I guess mm. would you give to someone going through a change and like 
shifting directions in a way. Well, I used to always, and I still, I used to always ask students, I worked with students for many, many years, uh, uh, and, and there's lots of questions about what next, what next. Mm-hmm. And, and I would always go back to, so, so how do you make decisions now? And, and you have to start with, particularly if, if people have been connected with how God works in their lives. Well, I talk to my parents, or I talk to my friends, and I read a lot, and I pray. And so you end up basing, basing your next transition on that. And then I realized, oh, I need to tell myself that too. So I listen to students mm-hmm. and, and walk through yeah. students through that, and then I think, no, I have to do that for myself. Um, the, other, the other thing that I've remembered is that um, is that often it's a sense of unease or dislocation that moves you on mm. to something else. So just because you don't you don't move on just because well it's hard or we're not or it's not going well, but sometimes it's like I wonder if my kind of lack of fulfillment or might might be signaling it's time to it's time to ask God mm. is where are you taking me from here? Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I always was like I don't know. I think the that specific part really hit me deep because I was like, I've always been this type of girl like, oh, I just want to do the right thing or I just want to do what God wants me to do. But I was like, well, what if I'm not doing what God wants me to do? Or how do I know if what I'm doing is what God wants me to do? And I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? Like, yeah, it like really stood out to me. You like as of um as Erica said she like you said our response to a call to live beyond ourselves is what a vocation is and you could do that right now and we're doing that as Christians every day and I don't know it was just so beautiful to me to not have to stress or feel bad or guilty that I maybe don't have life together because the truth is I don't know like we won't ever have life figured out until not even at my age right yeah and um it was really hard for me because I went from Kenya and I left in August and I came to Rosedale in September and I was like Lord like what do you have for me what is my calling what is my vocation and God has really shown up in many ways this year and yeah so your talk is really really encouraging Mm, to me that's good I I often say because because you're never quite sure right Mm -hmm. um and I'll say okay God I think you're calling me here. I'm going to move this direction. And I'm trusting that if this is not the direction you want me in, you're going to close some door or you're going to somehow let me know and I'll just keep moving. Uh, And so it's this back and forth between seeking, discerning, talking, but also then just trusting and say, okay, Mm -hmm. God's got this. Mm -hmm. And not worry about the unease. Because as Christians, I think in order to grow your normally uncomfortable and then that's when god actually grows you even more that's right that was such a beautiful point mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. i'm i'm curious as uh young females that Jacenny and i are what kind of <laughs> um how was it did you ever feel have obstacles or like what was your experience walking into a lot of just ministry settings as a woman i guess if that's a fair question to ask and just kind of what are some of the Either challengings or things, or how did you approach that, I guess, basically? It's a broad question. It is. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) Some of this probably has to do with personality, uh, how how you approach these things. And and I have a rather um, independent Mm -hmm. 
personality and so don't like necessarily to be stopped by things. And so I just kind of figure out how to work around it. And I've never really felt stymied mm. um, as, a, as a female. I've had many people question along the way, should you be doing this or, 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 but I just kind of keep asking questions and not try to, I don't think the way to make a space is to get up on a pedestal and, and be yelling about it. In, in my case, I, there are, there are times and places where there there's injustices that I think need to be addressed and spoken to. I've not experienced that because as a white educated woman, I'm a person of privilege mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of places that I can work. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned to, to, to speak maybe more honestly about some things sometimes. Like right now, there's one of the regular meetings I have in MCC. There's a, there are five of us on, the, on this regular call and, and uh, from, from around Canada and the U.S., and I go on, I say, oh, and I look at the guys on Zoom, and I say, oh, this is the Anne and the Four Beards meeting, because <laughs> they all happen to have beards. Um, and, and we can talk about that, and, and, and we can send, it's helpful to be able to name some things. Um, so, yeah, I haven't, I haven't personally felt terribly stymied by being a woman, but you have to be willing to act and, right. and move in where there is space. I think that's not like forcing your way into a space but saying hey like I think kind of what you were hitting on earlier like when God opens a door like I'm going to keep moving forward and allowing him to to stop it if not right no that's that's really encouraging to hear I think that's a good perspective to it too I appreciate that a lot yeah (laughs) um yeah no that's that's encouraging encouraging to me um yeah is there trying to think is there anything that maybe uh, you, if you could give, you know, just some like pointers to either someone in a season where they're transitioning, maybe just kind of someone who's like, maybe this vocation isn't right for me or feeling unsettled with where they're at. Um, how would you maybe kind of looking into like that discerning aspect of discerning hmm. from God, um, there? It would be different for different people in terms of how each person relates to God and listens to God. But mm-hmm. but I would, I think you need to be really honest with God and say I'm I'm sensing that this is a season potentially of change. I'm I'm feeling uneasy or just feeling unfulfilled or undirected. Uh, please guide you know guide me and then assume you know in Psalms it talks about you know that God God will. God will work things out for people if you are following God. Um, and, and then start talking to people. Start reading, you know, if, and, and say, where, what do I think about? What comes into my mind a lot? Am I thinking about missions? Am I thinking about change, you know, a career in something that I hadn't thought about? Um, um, is it, and, and, and you have to let it be okay. Like uh, I had a classmate once who was almost finished with, a four-year nursing degree. This was years back, and and she felt a call to switch to seminary, and everybody was aghast. You're all just finished. You have one semester left. Just finish. You're really good. You can get your nursing degree and have it, and 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 then you can do that if you need to fall mm-hmm. back on it. And she felt that the faithful thing to do was drop and move into seminary, mm-hmm. and I fully supported that because 
you, if you don't pay attention to where the where the where the pulls and pushes are, then you're going to lose that sense of discernment. So mm-hmm. you talk to other people, you read, you pray, and then you kind of just have to step off the cliff. Yeah. yeah. Good word. <laughs> yeah. Step off the cliff. Yeah. No, that's good. I think sometimes we get in these ruts of like God wants us to be miserable or he's going to call me to do something I hate. Or well, it like... is. We, we, it, there is sacrifice. Right. Mm-hmm. But but it's not it's not grueling. Joy will come from that. Right. Somewhere. And I think it too, maybe it's like I think I'm speaking in the right way of just like sometimes we step into something and it may be miserable for a season, but it's like continuing to press into to right. God and listen to him. It's like there will be joy. I think I've experienced that in a lot of ways in different seasons of like, yeah, this kind of was not enjoyable for a bit. Yeah. But the more you ask God and the more you press into that, it's like a joy or a passion or a desire just kind of comes from right. somewhere. Right. Um, it does. Yeah. So I think it's it's hard to do, but I think it's it's worth it, if that's fair to say. That is fair, <laughs> that is fair to say. There, yeah. Um, yeah, well, we'll wrap up here soon. Um, I don't know if there's any last minute questions over just any sitting across the table from me. If not. Um, one thing that I had written down was you, a sentence you, well, not a sentence, a sentence I wrote down, but something that you said was life circumstances affect us. Um, I was wondering, like, is there any, maybe like an, um, a story that you have that you were like, oh, like, man, what do I do now? And I remember the story that you gave about your daughter and how that like really impacted you. Um, how did you see God maybe like in that? And what were the things that maybe you had to let go of? And then maybe the things that you actually gained that were even for the better because of the decision that you chose to um, sacrifice and allow God to, yeah, take control. That would probably take another podcast, but oh. <laughs> but, but, but a. I would say that uh, for both Jim and I, uh, we we our hearts are broader. Mm-hmm. Um, our hearts. You you look at you look around at, at people and families in the world and say, oh, everybody's probably carrying something that's really tough. Um, and so I think I think that we are less judgmental, um, and realize that 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 just you know, there are, there are things you just have you can't control and you just have to let go of, um, and then rest in that and say, um, God loves this person. God will take care of an, uh, a family member or a friend or whoever uh, that has difficulty. I can't. I can't do it myself. I have to trust God to do it. Thanks. It's really good. Um, yeah, I think we'll kind of wrap up on that note and just kind of thank you for your encouragement and for just sharing with, I know of the student body, it was cool just to see a flood of people walk up afterwards with different yeah. questions. And I think some of them are maybe interested in some of the programs you mentioned. Is that, is that I what I was so, picking yes. up on? Yeah. yeah, so just some cool opportunities through MCC and stuff going on there. Um, yeah, I, I was very encouraged this morning and just I, the challenge I received was, you know, every day of your life is a vocation that God is calling you to. And every moment, just take take hold of that and press into that. So I was Amen. encouraged because I it's I miss being with younger mm. people. 
Um, and because I miss, I, I don't miss grading papers, but I miss being with younger people. <laughs> and I look at you and I say, this is the church now. Mm-hmm. This is the church of the future. And uh, I want to be part of that. I'm glad you are. Yeah, thank, <laughs> well, thank you. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So that's the wrap up for today. And thank you everyone for listening to us. You can comment if you have any questions or things to add to the conversation and subscribe for future podcasts. But if not, we'll catch you next time.